Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon, welcome to Royal Blue podcast. And there's only one talking point today. Obviously, for, for a pleasant change, we're all upbeat, singing the blues and celebrating a huge three points in Everton season. Is it going to be a turning point, Phil? It felt like that. Um, you know, we maybe felt, although, you know, you could argue that the way they performed against United was positive and the signs were that they were going to go forward and, and, and address the issues. But obviously, then we went to Watford, didn't we? So... It, fe- it but it definitely felt like it was, you know, understand these people are still a tad cautious, you know, the derby's on the horizon, of course, but it certainly was a performance made up of all the things that we've been asking for, all the things Cumin's been asking for. Um, hopefully, hopefully it is. Yeah. Gav, you were swinging from the rafters in the main stand at the press uh, box. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I thought... I'm very optimistic about it, to be honest with you. Um, I've said most of the, well, the last couple of podcasts we've been talking about what's more important, points or performances, and assess the need that for for Cumin to, you know, impose an identity on the on the team style of playing and and going forward that we can say this is how we want to play in the future. And I think for the first time last night we actually saw that. Um, and I don't think it was just necessarily down to um, you know the night and the crowd and maybe the opposition. I think it was maybe down also to the, some of the personnel that were on the pitch that haven't been there before. I was thinking, there was no Gareth Barry last night, wasn't it? He was 30, Five. 35. And James McCarthy was there, who's 10, 11 years younger, whatever he is, James. Um, Valencia up front provided a lot more, um, you know, I wouldn't say skill, but just say, but, but, you know, will. Going, yeah, will, enthusiasm, uh, willing to play across the front, get stuck in. Um, bit of pace, and I think that was just as much as contribution as the the attitude and the of the team and the the, the influence of the of the fans. I that's the best I've seen Everton in must be about 18, 18 months two years. From a collect as as a team, it was it was hard to pick a man of the match because every the fans that I spoke to after the, after the match, they were saying it's just a guy, James McCarthy, Ross Barkley. Now, how many times have we been able to say that over <laughs> the past two years? Yeah. I'm struggling to name a man of the match, and that's how that's how good they were yesterday, collectively as a team, defensive. I did raise eyebrows were raised, wasn't he, when when Gareth Barry was left out of the team beforehand, and we all thought, how on earth are we gonna gonna beat these? But it was it was proven, wasn't it, with James McCarthy's role? That's probably the best performance I've seen him in an Everton shirt. It's pity it's come three years down the line, but for me, I, it, I, I think the fans underestimate themselves because they are really crucial to the way Everton are going to play under Ronald Koeman, and that was foreseen yesterday. See, it's very rarely you'll see a referee buckle like Clattenburg, and an example of that was yesterday with, what, 30 seconds ago. Now, he could have easily given that penalty. 
because of the, the atmosphere and how toxic the Evertonians made in that crowd, he bottled it, completely bottled it. It was a stonewall penalty for me, but he completely bottled it due to the fact of the atmosphere in that crowd. And I think Ever Evertonians don't realise how crucial their role is and especially how Ronald Koeman wants them to perform. Do you see, do you think they well, Clattenburg was in charge of our game at home just stoke last Christmas and they got a pen late on and yeah. it was debatable. Yeah. Do you think he, he was more confident and certain and yeah. felt he could give that one, but he couldn't give the one? Definitely. Straight. Imagine if he was to give that penalty yesterday. Imagine <laughs> it. It doesn't even bear thinking about, does it? Now, it, it was, it, all day long, how many penalties he's given past us in the past? you just seen it. If that was have been given, all hell would have broke loose, but... The fans, literally, they were the 12th man yesterday, but it's going to have to continue, especially next weekend, isn't it? You'd have been yeah. a brave man to point to the spot. Oh, and but, don't worry, Baines would have cleared it off the line. <laughs> or oh, oh, Peter Cech, even. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know what you're saying. I think I think there was one former national sports writer who said, isn't it the, the loudest noise in football? Is it Goodson Park and injury time and Evan? Fans are... Uh, Pleading for a foul, and yeah. I think I think it's like, but you, you can't rely on the crowd, can you? Away from home, you've got you've got to rely on the team. Well, that's what it was. That, that's a couple it, you know. of tackles went into the yeah. James McCarthy, Boss Barkley, I think Ashley Williams and Leighton Baines. It was like a bit of a cameo, three or four continuous tackles won by Everton players, and in the end, I think Arsenal won the ball after that. But it, it's what it showed to the fans that four players were hunting in packs to try and win that ball I, back. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and I don't want to. I think there's still so much to celebrate about last night before we go off on a bit of a wider, dare I say, the flip side of it. But I do, I do want to endorse what Gav just said, and I totally agree. It's going to be difficult to replicate that level of intensity every game. Now, the derby might be different, but you're not going to get the crowd. Naturally, they're not going to be like that every single match. So no, that's where the play. That's where the play. Well, obviously, when we're away from home, it's yeah. harder anyway. But that's where the players have to try and maintain that physicality, and that aggression, and that tempo, and not rely on the crowd. But that's just the, yeah, you know, yeah. aside. Mm. I would say that it's the games against the bigger teams and the games where Everton aren't the favourites, where that kind of where the crowd really comes into play. Yeah. yeah. Because you were, you'd be expecting more so against. I was going to say Swansea, but we only drew. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Teams who you'd expect Everton to be able to play against and play off the park, so to speak, mm. and and have more control over the game with the ball where that doesn't become as much of a factor because the football should take care of itself it's the games when yeah. you're against the big boys you're up against it and you need an atmosphere yeah, yeah I mean yeah, I'd imagine with the Chelsea games about 2010 Sahar scored twice we get to be 2-1 two, mm. two, in that game you won 2-1 I, I think I think we're in a, an awkward place of relying on the crowd to, to lift the players you've got to, you've got to do the other, the other way around, haven't we? I think the other thing last night as well is now we've appeared to move away from the dreaded 4 2 3 1. We sort of played, don't know if it was 4 4 1 1 or 4 1 4 1. Yeah, it looked yeah, like yeah. Uh, the starts look like 4 4 1 1. And I think it meant that we had, we appeared to have had <laughs> optical illusion, we appeared to have more plays on the pitch. Yeah. You know, in, in, in the important areas, by having the four in front of the, and with Valencia as well. We just appear to have, like as you said, so plays in packs, yeah. putting tackles in rather than being sped across the pitch from the sort of back to the, you know, three mm. by Lukaku. We have play, the players and the right type of players in packs. Doesn't that illustrate though the that they finally bought into what Kuma wants? Because it, clearly we didn't. 
have an extra but, man, but we did appear, as you say, but, rightly say, yeah. we did appear to have players moving in those packs, and why, we did it together at the right time. Why is it taking 16 matches for the players to respond to the there's, there's the £6 million no, pound yeah, a year yeah, question, yeah, isn't yeah. it? No, let's go back to what I said at the start. It's the players on the pitch that probably driven the change. That it, you know, we had Valencia in and we had McCarthy in. Who I don't, and, and didn't have, and I'm not being critical of Barry here, but I'm just saying in terms of the game, what I, what I saw last night is if that's the game we want to play going forward, which it is, and I was going to come on to this later, is what, what is the role for, for, for Gareth Barry in that? I know it's only on the evidence of one game, and as Phyllis said, you know, against other teams, maybe you might have a well, bit more space. That's, that's the thing. When, you know, we, that's need, the when thing. we need to control a game with the ball, you'd say Gareth Barry, a player of his type, remains absolutely integral. Because he, yeah. he is the player, that one player in the Everton squad that can dictate the pace of a game because he's so good on the ball. Which opposition would you think that would be against? Well, when well? we're going to have more of the ball. You yeah. know, so when, when your Bournemouths come to Goodison, when, you know, as I said, your Swansea's, you type th- those type of teams, not against your Arsenal's and your Cities, you're going to hog the ball. And it's about being physical and, and pressing them and, and harassing them. Although... Barry still runs as far as anybody, in fact, further than anybody else. But is there a need, if you're playing against the Swansea at home, is there a need for a Barry and a, just a guy? I don't and know. And a James McCarthy? Oh, not, I, well, I wouldn't play for three of them. Yeah. I'd only play, you, that's when you go back to 4-2-3-1, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. What I'd say about I think, isn't that a remarkable transformation of James McCarthy? What's, what's gone on there? I mean, that lad, uh, football changes so quickly, doesn't it? And I'll, I'll be honest, you know, we're obviously here to be impartial in many ways when we're making decisions and analysing, but clearly we all care so much about Everton. I felt after Wofford that was the end of James McCarthy. I really did. I thought he was wrongly deployed in a strange position, but he was just so anonymous in the game. So it didn't help him where he was played, but I just thought he wants out. Even clearly. after the first 20 minutes yesterday, he was just playing sideways. Yeah, really. well, I think maybe that, yeah, he was. Maybe that's a result of a confidence thing. But, you know, the rumours about him in, in January, which still aren't going away, about Villa, about Celtic, were beginning to hit a bit of a crescendo. And I thought, well, we're not going to see him again. And then when he was in the team yesterday, well, you know, he's done lucky. He's been really lucky. But he was, as you say, sensational. And he really led, the, took the fight. And credit to Koeman as well, as we said in our stuff last night. He wasn't advanced in the sense that he was at Wofford in that nonsensical number 10 role, but the fact that he got further up the pitch, he pressed higher, didn't he? Yeah. And it just helped Everton after that 20 yeah. minutes. I'd, I'd, really, do, you know. I, that's the question, well, is, he, is he now finally fully fit? Good point. Should he not have been fully fit? Well, he's had his problems. Far, he? far sooner mm-hmm. than well, yeah, of course he should. But I'm saying he's had the problems, and is he now? Is he now? Is he? Is he got over a mental hurdle well, where he, he feels confident to go full pelt, not knowing his hammy's going to go? Well, has he got that in his locker to continue with consistent performances like he did? Well, we night? need. We're going to need that on Monday, but we'll talk about the derby in our next yeah. podcast. But yeah. this is about last night. I just thought he was tremendous. So, and as you say, what's what happened? I wonder what got into his. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not sure of the stats, but this season he's played, as you say, the weird sort of number ten on. Saturday and he's played wide, wide, wide right, right full, right wing back, yeah, right wing back in two by well, one of them, one game in thirty six minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure actually how many games he's actually played in front of the the back four as a as a, as a two or whatever yeah. you yeah. call it this season. Yeah, um, he's played a, probably as a three, but um, so he's, he's playing in his best position, isn't he? The one that he first started playing for. Right. So that that's 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 one explanation, isn't it? And I think also as well you get. You get 
pulled up by the team's momentum, didn't he? And after the first 20 minutes, when, to be fair, it was like last season's game against Arsenal, wasn't it? Ooh, it was, yeah. He just had to, you know, when they went 1 0 up, it just thought, oh, this is last season. Yeah. But, he, but as you say, Tom, didn't you say, there was three or four players just generated momentum, you know, didn't yeah. they? You know, one of the, the, the real flashpoints for me in that period was actually when the players were still looking very lacking confidence, didn't want the ball, Ross lost the ball. But immediately lunged in with a with a, a tackle yeah. to yeah. try and get it back, and everybody went, oh, well, "What's going on oh, there? We haven't oh, seen oh, that yet." Yeah, fancy some of this, mean. and then it just seems everything just went fit, uh, come off the back of it. Two players who have took some stick recently was the two fullbacks this season, haven't they? But yesterday they showed why they are top top fullbacks, aren't they, in the Premier League? Well, I think you know you're right. A lot's been said about their declining powers, and yeah. you know defensively we've seen. Very uncharacteristic errors and lapses mm. from both of them. Yeah. Um, Seamus has at least weighed in with goals, but we've, we've had our moans quite consistently yeah. about him. It was rolling back the years last night, wasn't it? They, you were, know, they were absolutely solid in defence, and more than that, they got forward to such an impact for that, for that first goal. I mean, the Baines cross on his wrong foot, we need to see that more often from him if yeah. we can, because what a ball... And Seamus rose like Big Duncan his prime. Yeah, I was thinking about that when Ronald said earlier on in the week, and I said about not having small, had small players, and mm. I think he may have mentioned Seamus <laughs> near his, pops up in the opposition box. Oh, like, uh, hung in there. Yeah, and I, I think that was good to say. I mean, I'll wait to pass judgment on Coleman and Baines until a few more games down the line. I mean, I think, to be fair, I think Leighton's another one who's obviously struggling with his fitness as well at the moment, to me. I don't think he's on, he looks 100% fit. But Gav, did they uh, still yeah. show that they've yeah, still, still got, got it at the top Yeah, absolutely, but he saw Leighton at the end, cleared yeah. off, was it Leighton yeah, 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 off the yeah. line, wasn't it? Um, so, so, but I thought, it was, I thought that was good. I mean, do, do the, the other player I'd mention is, is, you can mention the whole team, but the Trissic Gaves just say was like, Mm. Excellent as ever, so brush over him. No, By the way, you only got a six in one of the national yeah, newspapers well, yeah. this morning. Yeah, was that pretty marking that was a six, really? They only watched the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got to talk about Ross in positive terms on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Probably maybe here, here. for the first yeah. time this season. And I think, you know, we do give him a bit of stick on occasions, and, you know, sometimes rightly so. But I thought he was excellent last night after a bit of a sluggish start and fair, fair, play, to the, fair play to the lad. It was interesting because. Uh, as Greg knows, I was trying to look through the stats before of, of Ross's game and, and hoping slash expecting to see massive spikes in, in mm. how he compared to the rest of the season. Nothing really jumped out, yet everybody left the ground and so did the manager going, bloody hell, Ross played well. But I, is that was that maybe then because he was doing stuff that isn't necessarily quantifiable or you need like a supercomputer to, to clock up the numbers, how far he run. You can't quantify attitude. Yeah, but you can't. That's, that's my point about football statistics. They can only tell you a little bit of tale. It's what you see, isn't it? It's what you judge on. And last night you just saw, it's, you can't measure body language, can you? Mm. You know, and, and that says body language last night. And I think, like you said at half time, there's one bit in the first half, which is probably the best best he's done all season or one where he'd run and then did that far yeah. across yeah, right, he and then yeah. flipped it across to Rom on the far side just switched the play brilliantly I'd, and everyone on the attack I was so pleased for Ross because he's another one we've began to wonder whether it was really going to happen and you know it doesn't mean that he's finally clicked back into the, the prospect with all the you know, attendant hopes that we had, but one game is hugely promising, and this didn't feel like this was coming. To be honest, we, no, haven't, no. we haven't seen this building up, mm. but I just think he tangibly seems to grow in confidence, and maybe now we do know that it is a, a lack of his mentality and his self belief 
is so crucial to how he's going to perform. It's so crucial because if he can manage to, whatever got into his head, maybe it was the crowd or whatever it was, if he can now keep that, it's going to be absolutely vital because he'll show that he really does have a role to play. And it, right before our eyes, he tangibly grew in self-confidence. Mm. And as Koeman said, he was one of the worst for the first 20 minutes. Phil mentioned he gave the ball away a couple of times, once, really poorly. Like, if, you, if a you Sunday league right? player did it, you'd be born and out. And that's not Ross Barkley. I'm not being funny. He's got God knows how many England caps. That was someone paralysed by fear yeah. and nerves. And to see that melt away was brilliant. I was I think, so pleased for I him. He, I, he was at fault for the goal. He, he gave the ball away in a stupid area. Partly at fault. Yeah, he, well, it come to him. Well, a was a, a comedy yeah. of errors. Comedy yeah, of errors. But yeah. He had the ball on the edge of the area, could have cleared it, could have cleaned his lines, and he never. He dilly dally on the ball, and next minute got taken off from Jagielka had to take just the guy out. Ashley <laughs> Williams takes the man out, and that's a they score from that. But it showed you that he has got some self belief in him to come back from that. Now, after what's happened to him this season, and to, well, I'm not single him out here, but to take responsibility of that goal and then to come back and then show the effort that he did, the crowd's seen that. Mm. They will respond to any player regardless of the ability. You've seen that. Ever took to Dennis Stachwalerski just on the sole basis of him trying. That's what that's what that's all Evertonians asked for. That's all he asked for when they crossed that white line. Give one hundred percent, and that's what the players did yesterday. They will respond. And it is interesting though. You mentioned the crowd. Greg mentioned the crowd. And if you look at through the, the list of games that Ross has played this season, his best performances have all come at Goodison. West Ham, Goodison. Borough, Goodison. Last night, Goodison. Tottenham away from as well. As away from yeah, Tottenham. Away from home, he's nowhere near as good. So I think. I don't know, I get the feeling that things have changed in terms of his ability to react to the crowd. Away from home when things aren't going well, you don't get that atmosphere. Can we house a player like that though, Phil? But, well, I'm just saying at Goodison, mm. I feel like he feels more at home. I know it sounds daft, because yeah. I just feel that when things start picking up in the stands, I think Ross responds now. He dragged a shot wide at Gladys Street in the second half. It was a cracking effort. It wasn't far wide. And I think, again, the fact that he was backing himself to have a shot because we know he can strike a ball well. Yeah. We know yeah. he can score goals from outside the area. Mm. But yeah. he hasn't been trying it, has he? Yeah, I, th- I think the other thing last night is, is he played a little bit of a deeper role, didn't he, than what he has done in 4-2-3-1. Mm. He, he appeared to pick up the ball a lot I heard more someone else in, say in, that, Gav, in yeah. a deeper role yeah. in around our halfway line. And he's just had a little bit more time on the ball. And um, that's what that, that was just my impression. Because if you play playing 4-1-4-1 and instead of 4-2-3-1, naturally... The four is going to play deeper than the, the three, isn't it? Really, and I, I just thought, I thought he, he played a deep, bit of a deeper role, which suited him last night within the shape of, shape of the team. And I think that also came into, uh, you know, that, that that was apparent to me. I think the other thing I was going, going to mention was, um, you know, people say about Cuma not getting Everton, and I, I, I don't think somebody has to get a club to do a good job there. Do you think last night, having seen the crowd, that? Sort of that that that's you know going to help that sort of relationship grow. Well, the Definitely. first the first yeah. conversation I ever had with Ronald in the summer when he joined the football club, I said to him what has got to improve, and the first thing he said to me is home form and has been more aggressive at Goodison. Now that says to me somebody who knew exactly that if he tapped into Goodison, you would have success. So for them to be unbeaten so far at home yeah. is a, is one of the it's probably the positive so far this season. One player I'd like to mention is probably selection was well justified was Enna Valencia. Again, now he, I thought he was brilliant yesterday, and it showed you 
what Kevin Morales and Gerard Delafeu, they're out and out wingers and now for this and Valencia's a centre forward, isn't he? But for him to go right on he was on the right, he was on the left, he was everywhere, wasn't he? Now that selection was justified on Ronald Koeman. Can Kevin Morales or Gerard Delafeu for these remaining three or four games up until the January transfer window? Can they do that? I think Anna Valencia justified his place and justified staying in the team. But I'll be honest with you, I think he's bang average. And I think in January, they've got to bring in better players. What he did last night mm. was worked his plums off yeah. in line with the rest of the team. And as you said, over Strack with Lacey, good as someone accepts. Yeah. Sometimes really average players, shortcomings technically, but they've got to work. And Valencia, to doing that, showed up Morales and De La Feu. Mm. And that's why I wouldn't get... As I say, the derby will come on to later yeah. in the week. But he's got to start the next game for me. Would you take him, obviously I'm looking far, far ahead, but obviously he was alone with a view to a permanent and a crazy figure of 14 million quid. If West Ham were willing to reduce that to, I don't know, 9, 10, would you take him as a squad player? For one. me, no. no. West Ham is used to 1 million, perhaps. <laughs> no, but no. Seriously, I don't know, he's got, to, he's got to get some game time, hasn't he, Valencia? Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it, you know? Like a lot he of players, he did well against Bayern as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he come on as as sub. Play well against Watford, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, come on on as sub, but you can't go judging like players by just one game or somebody or players. But they all need to show now that they're capable of doing that over the periods of games. Like the next, what we got three before the, the FA Cup games, and four yeah. before the FA Cup game, then the four Premier League games, then before January certainly. Is he better than Kone Nias? Well, obviously, yes. I mean, it's better. He's been more effective than De La Feu and Morales. I think yeah. we all agree around yeah. that on, on his showing last night and the two sub appearances. So he's got to stay. But it takes a big leap of faith to go from one and a half games where he's played well to sort of, you know, playing well enough to justify whatever whatever fee. And there's also maybe the long t- sort of next season's replacement for that role within the squad as a squad player at this stage, Calvert Lewin, who came on. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. I yeah, I thought it, I don't think it'll be the last last time you see him, see him in a in a blue shirt. But what I did notice is he, he's he can he can jump, can he? Yeah. He's really great, good, yeah, good yeah. in the air. I mean, you see a lot more of the under twenty threes than than I do. But I was just impressed by just the way he looked. Yeah, to be honest, with you. he looked very confident, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's carrying swinging a miss as he called it uh, yeah. on the edge of the area. And yeah. it cost us. But hell was breaking. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, if, if Kerman gets to pie, then, you know, we, we won't see as much of, of Valencia. But saying that, you know, who knows if Depay, assuming Depay will come in and work at the required rate that Kerman wants as well, you just you just don't know. Maybe we'll see more of him yet. I think we should mention Lukaku. We haven't mentioned him yet. He's another one who we regularly beef on. And, and, and so we're planning on maybe a special podcast soon, if you're listening in, about Lukaku. We've got some good guests lined up for that, hopefully. So we'll keep you in, in the loop about that. But just briefly about him last night, what, what do we think? Second half, I thought he was a proper centre-forward. I think he was a proper team player yesterday. For the very first time, he was unselfish. He, as you say, when he doesn't look to do, he, he ran channels, he closed centre-halves down, he made some uses of himself, and he hasn't been like that. He's been more of a selfish centre-forward in recent times, hasn't he? but he was a proper team player yesterday. I was really impressed. Uh, yeah, I thought he was all right. He still needs to do more. For me, I mean, I picked up. You always go. I don't need going to like watching the car. Always just looking to the negatives. But there's still times where he should be in positions on the pitch where where he's not. And I think there was a couple of times yesterday. What one of them be? Nobody had that sloppy back pass. Where mm. I think it nearly it was a Sanchez. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
And then they went back to the keeper. Now, rather than sort of then running towards the middle, he just stood on the touchline and Stecklenburg cleared the ball. It was only Valencia won the header. Right. And the ball yeah, went yeah, into yeah. space. Yeah. And where you think Rom should be, he still hasn't jogged across mm, from the uh, yeah, yeah. from from the touchline and, and he still did that play of, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and those are the type of things yeah. he needs to to me needs to eradicate from his game. Having said that, I agree the second half he was you know, especially he, he was was uh, was good. And nearly set up the third as well at the end. Didn't, yeah. didn't we see as well before that when he nearly set up the third? One of them Chelsea-esque yeah, rampage and yeah, runs. Yeah. Was it Coquelani? Gabriel. Just, just, there was no way that lad was getting the ball. Yeah. And by the way, it was, he had the better right to win the yeah, ball, he had really. Yards on him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> he just completely had him off, physically. Mm. That, that's the type of rom, the rampage and rom. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah. to see more of again. Definitely. Well, that's 11 points won from losing positions this season, isn't it? Far more than anyone else in the league this season. Does that tell you that we're slow starters? Or does it show, <laughs> yeah, you, that yes. we, does it show you that there's <laughs> yeah. still some character in that team? Both. Both. Yeah. Both. Do you know, afterwards, Koeman come out again and, and his first words, the first thing he started talking about were aggression and pressing. I just, I really can't get my head around what's, why it only seemed to dawn on them last night. Does it take one man, i.e. McCarthy, to put everything on the line and to play up to the limit of legality? Because there was a couple where McCarthy went, went in late. He yeah. took a bucket for one of them. Yeah. And he was fired up. I think he was a bit fed up because he'd just perceived to being fouled. He got up, was moaning a bit, mm. and then just went and launched himself in. And it was, a, it was late and it was a foul. But does it just take one display like that to kind of make other lads look around and think we've got to, we've got to rise to this? I, What's the chemistry that makes it all click? The problem is, spoke about it a few times, hasn't he? Saying, as the eyes said, reactive. It's it's setbacks that have really sparked a lot of the things now. But also, it's the reason they're not doing it from the start is they're still not confident in everybody doing it because they're fearful that, for want of a better phrase that somebody or a couple will let them down in, the, in a team unit yeah. press. And they're thinking, oh, is so-and-so going to come if I go? Is he going to follow me? Because it all, it, it all comes undone if one person doesn't do it, you I see. Agree, yeah. So I think that's that when they can cr- you know, crack that nut, that is when the problem solves itself. But because you've already gone 1-0 down, somebody, when somebody goes, like McCarthy or somebody leading the charge, you're saying... Well, we've got nothing left to lose. Everybody goes, yeah, we haven't, have we? We need to get it back yeah. into this. We've got to do it. Yeah, I think the two things I'd say, I think one of the other contributing factors is the absolute woeful performance of Watford. And I'm sure there's some who's spoken after, yeah, after yeah. that, you know, um, almost certainly. I think also as well, you're playing Arsenal. And you Arsenal, know. you know what Arsenal are like. We've watched them for years. It'd be great to watch under Wenger, but you know, there's a feeling sometimes that everybody knows that if you... Get up, get, get up and put your foot in and stuff, and then you know. So at the end, some of their biggest players were re- had really sort of packed really. it in. Maybe oh, Gav yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. Ozil yeah. for Ashley Williams' head was a disgrace. Mm. If you have a look at the replay, he was he was literally marking him up. He ducks out the way, the head he and didn't walks want to know. away. Now is is that is that the atmosphere? Would you say the fans created that atmosphere to make him play like that? I think pressing and pressure and. Determination wears the opposition down if they're not strong enough, isn't it? That's just like one of the standard things in football, yeah, isn't it? But this all goes back to what Ronald was saying after the game on Saturday and again on Monday. You felt Everton could have joy if they were if they were aggressive against Arsenal because, mm. as you say, they've yeah. got a history of being flaky in those mm. situations. It's when we play Burnley, Watford, 
who play that way anyway. Can we outmuscle those teams? And, and we patently couldn't at Vicarage, right? So what what must be for Cooman? So he must be turning his hair out. Is why does it always say something a perceived wrong, a foul, an, unf- an unlucky goal, albeit Ashley Williams and as you say Ross, there was a few calamity errors. Why can't they take that agenda from the first whistle? And if he can, if he can solve that. I'd say what this season might not be over in terms of where we can finish. It always has done. Remember the Phil Neville tackle on Ronaldo? It just, well, this is it. Things like that happen in football where it just changes something and it kickstarts your season. Oh, yeah, no, completely. What I'm saying is, why? So, in that case, if it has kickstarted the season, they need to do that from the first whistle going forward. Well, what I was going to ask then, do you think Ronald Koeman, this is just on a separate note, will, after last night's performance, will have changed his mind on any of the players that he has got when it comes to January? No, I think I, if I was Cumin, I'd be looking at the, the package of, ne- as I say, the next three or four Premier League games before early January. Before so, do you think he's made his judgments on the players well, now? He'd be unwise to, well, he, might, he might have done, but whether he, he's going to change that judgment, so I wouldn't um, sort of do that on the basis of one performance last night. What do you think, so? I don't know. I think I was surprised by James McCarthy. I really was. And I think the way Ronald Cumin wants Everton to play. <laughs> He'd be, the, he'd be the ultimate play for him, wouldn't he? Well, but, especially with Gay going away in January. Exactly. So you think he'd be crucial to the way Ronald Koeman wants his teams to play. Maybe he may change his mind, but we're going to see that in the next three or four games, aren't we? It's no good just doing it against Arsenal. Where have you been hiding all season? Where have you been hiding for 18 months? All I would say is, yeah, it was wholly encouraging, but does James still possess enough quality on the football when we have it? to be long-term yeah. Cuban well, That's my point. But if you've got players who have in the same team as him, then yeah, he'll do his job. I, the I, thing is, though, you get players like Idrissa Gay who are as good as James in the off-the-ball stuff, mm. but better than him on it. So you yeah. can have both, can't you? I, yeah. I, I, I don't... I, you've got to, the way Cuban wants to play in think modern football, you've got to have, be able to do two do jobs. stuff with the ball, haven't you, really? I think just coming in as a destroyer. I know that's the wrong phrase to use. I'm not sure whether there's if you a look place. At, sorry, Gav, if you look at Dembele at Spurs, he plays as a holding two. Not only is he a big lad who can mix it, he's also good on the ball. Oh, yeah, exactly. So that is what Koeman is aspiring to forever. Yeah. Uh, and and my, my point about McCarthy, which I've said on, you know, on the podcast since time immortal, is that he doesn't do enough offensively for me as well. Yeah. And he is capable of doing it as well, he just doesn't do it. Mm. Um, whether under Koeman, he's you know, a slightly different role. Gives an opportunity to do that. I'm not. I don't know. But and the jury's still out for me on McCarthy. Though he was excellent uh, last night. We're going to wrap up shortly. I just wanted to touch on, um, and it was late in the game. It's late in the podcast. Jaggy Elka's dismissal. What do we make of that? He's obviously going to be missing for the derby. Mori, you would imagine, comes in. Um, I thought. Well, I thought it was a bit. It was a shame for Jags. That, you know, he started as sloppily as anyone, but sort of grew into the game. But Mori came on again and looked actually looked all right, didn't he? He got the first block in, didn't he? The one yeah. that cleared off the line. Yeah. Got... That was his sort of environment to come in, though, Mori. Yeah. yeah. All hell's breaking. Yeah, oh, he loves that. Yeah. And he's just less made for him. Yeah. Bites up his teeth. Yeah. But I do fear for him next week if he plays. Cause he's played his... the derby before, uh, though. And we've seen what happens. Well, I was thinking of the one all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably leave that for whenever we do the podcast later on the week. I'm not, I'm not sure. 
I also can say it was probably the craziest 60, 60 and 90 seconds of football I've seen in my life, certainly. Good, Definitely. So you could, Arsenal could have scored twice because that was a penalty and Everton could have scored in the yeah. space of one minute. Quick question, so why didn't Rom shoot with his right foot? Oh, I don't believe it. <laughs> what happened there? He should have just buried it. And even, was it Ross? Ross. He had a chance of them. Oh, it should have been buried. And if 3-1, that was a win in the roof. Once it came off, wouldn't it? By the way, didn't Goodison look fantastic last night with them new lights and the yeah, sign as well? Um, I thought it really. It, I don't know. It's before, before the game. It looked. It looked really well. The I old think what well. sums it up. You've seen a lot of national journalists yesterday. We're all tweeting on the atmosphere, and they're all saying. And even some Liverpool fans who are national journalists, even they were saying how impressive the atmosphere was. So for them to say <laughs> it, just goes to show. Uh, how crying well it in before. <laughs> <wasn't> <laughs> it? Yeah. I think it was. It was trending on Twitter as well. Good to some powerful. Wasn't top ten trends in the yeah. country? It had right. to be. That, that was at its best yesterday. It really was. Let's uh, long may continue. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back with a Derby preview for you before the weekend.